For sports content from the biggest leagues and competitions across the world, look no further than Reuters Connect, Reuters online news content platform. Reuters Connect makes finding the sports content you need easy, whether it's in-depth reporting from Reuters journalists or access to video highlights from around the world. Bring the world of sport directly to your workplace with Reuters Connect. For more information and a free trial, visit ReutersConnect.com. Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week, we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rulemakers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Harlow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, and we are keeping score Soccer grabbing the headlines, but all other sports continuing to move forward in the North America toward the playoffs and in other countries. People are coming back, so let's look at the deal-making issues of the week. Three to one. Three. First deal issue number three. Verizon and Univision announced a multi-year partnership that can deliver advanced 5G viewing experiences for fans of Soccer League Liga MX. Through the partnership, Univision will exclusively launch the Vision Content Portal experience where fans can portal through the stadium with 360 camera views. Verizon also work with Univision to virtualize and enhance production processes over 5G and partner with Univision on an enhanced data analytics feature. Partnership between Verizon and Univision is a great example of how 5G can be used to power fan experiences more in the future second screen experiences moving forward. Passionate soccer fans, sports teams, players, great for the experience. And while U.S. pro sports leagues are ramping up to provide their fans with 5G, the Verizon Univision deal is at the forefront of the 5G wave. That's deal-making issue number three. Two. The NFL named Caesars Entertainment, DraftKings, and FanDuel at its first three official sportsbook sponsors in a deal package announced last week could be just shy of a billion over five years, according to a Sports Business Journal. The league simultaneously extended its existing sponsorship deals with Caesars as its official casino and DraftKings as its official daily fantasy partner, awarding betting rights to all three companies. The agreements all reportedly have a three-year initial term with two one-year options for the NFL. All three will share exclusive rights to use NFL intellectual property in sports betting, and activate around live and online sports books and with NFL owned and operated media, all three companies getting right to place relevant content directly onto NFL.com and the NFL app. The league also reportedly intends to green light gambling commercials during 2021 NFL broadcasts and hopes to identify a second tier of authorized sports book operators later this year. One. Finally, number one, the Indian Premier League's 2020 season underway and the sprint to the cricket championship officially on. For reference, more than twice as many people watched the 2020 season opener, 200 million, as this year's Super Bowl, 96 million. Viewership reached a record high last season, 23% increase to 400 billion minutes watched. And that's just TV. Roughly 30% of Disney's one plus 100 million subscribers are from Hotstar. India's exclusive IPL streaming option. On the social media front, LeBron James, 82 million Instagram uh, viewers, and Virat Kohli, the captain of the Indian national team, and the IPL's all-time leading scorer, 108 
million. Traditional test cricket matches can last up to five days. IPL plays 20 cricket, limits matches to roughly three hours. The regular season comprises 56 total matches, with each team playing every other team twice, home and away. The top four teams make the playoffs, topping the league, Mumbai Indians, five titles including 2020. India suffering an alarming COVID surge, so matches will once again be played without fans. Now, we talk about something that we did last week, which hopefully will continue down the road. Comeback, Sports in a Worldwide Pandemic, presented by Foley and Lardner, and I had the honor of presenting with Bob Dupay, the co-chairman of the Foley and Lardner Sports and Entertainment Group, along with Kevin Schultz and John Israel. Former Indianapolis Mayor Greg Ballard noted that 45 years ago, Indy leaders selected amateur sports as a way to promote the city. They've worked with the NCAA and other sport governing bodies to bring in high-tech profile events and build that needed infrastructure. Janet Marie Smith, the Dodgers executive, pointed out that fans no longer want to take in a game and event from their seats only, so facility developers have to create an environment that's flexible, experiential, and safe. And as fast traffic events and entertainment founder Frank Sapovitz emphasized, that the pandemic has taught us that in-person spectators have to make our sports more relevant, generate interest in local markets, and boost broadcast numbers. The event will continue the second Wednesday of every month through the comeback and beyond. And the important left out of this roster was Brian Truby. The reason why is because we have his interview here for a larger perspective. He's a principal with global design firm HKS, responsible for all sport and entertainment projects. He's worked with the Cowboys, the Rams, the Chargers, the Texas Rangers, the Indianapolis Colts, Milwaukee Brewers, all to build their state-of-the-art facilities at that point. He's part of the global design firm, which deals not only with sports, but entertainment, medical, residential, commercial, and all kinds of architecture, and adds significant perspective to the entire world of comeback, safe stadium of the future, facility design, and the like. I give you Brian Truby. Brian has been really busy recently. He's always been associated with iconic industry-defining buildings, such as buildings for the Cowboys, the Colts, the Vikings, and now the Rams and the Chargers, which will host the Super Bowl next year. What was your secret? You know, you said in the sport business handbook you contributed in that for the development of the new generation of new multipurpose facilities that has inspired the next wave of design innovations, you've got to reinvent and approve the building type on a regular basis. What do you mean by that? And uh, why does that separate you from the rest? Rick, to answer your question, uh, the one thing we've always been focused on is what we call a serious architectural expression communities that we work in, uh, we create an understanding that what we're after is doing something that's relevant to the place, the time, and the culture that we're building in. Colts, Cowboys, Vikings, and SoFi, all radically different, uh, but very high quality buildings. And uh, they need to be progressive. In other words, every building needs to be better than the last. And uh, you know, the second thing we really focus on is that they need to be innovative. They need to have things in them that haven't been done before. And uh, one of the key things that we've done for quite some time is to 
really focus on making these buildings multi-purpose in a good way uh, rather than multi-purpose in a way that was happening in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even the 90s, unfortunately. And and so these places become hosts to worldwide events, and they create attention for the communities that they're built in and become symbolic uh, and iconic for the communities that they're built in. You know, these buildings are unique in the fact that uh, in Indianapolis, we designed for the NCAA as an equal tenant uh, to the NFL, the Colts. And so, you know, helping the NCAA see they could do these center court 72,000 seat configurations for the first time for men's final four uh, was a game changer for them. And, and that goes to our passion to make our buildings significantly more profitable than our competitors. And then, of course, when you, you know, see AT&T, we ramped that up significantly uh, working with the Cowboys and the Joneses uh, to create uh, what we wanted to be uh, at that time and has since been proven that uh, as really one of the most important entertainment uh, venues in the world uh, and hosting all kinds of events uh, up to and including crazy things you'd never thought would be in a stadium like the Country Music Awards and uh, All-Star Games. And uh, so that's really been a, an important part of what, what we're focused on in our practice. Brian, you also wrote that the process of delivering a monumental building can span many years from initial planning to opening day. Um, I think you designed the Acropolis or Parthenon as well, and it took about a thousand years for that. But in all seriousness, staying focused throughout that period requires a perspective that comes from deep commitment and passion for what each building represents, you wrote. Has the pandemic inspired specific changes in design and concept for new or renovated buildings? Well, you know, first off, the time period to get these projects done uh, is unprecedented. There's not many buildings uh, and projects that we can take 10 years, you know, really from beginning of the vision to to opening. And so our practice has really been shaped around that. And one of the things that we focus on to answer the first part of your question is the real estate and uh, optimizing and monetizing the surrounding real estate. So this image of the Vikings, the kind of aerial view of downtown Minneapolis, you know, our focus and, and what we started saying when we were working on that project was for a billion dollar stadium, you should get four to six billion in real economic real estate uplift in the immediate area. And we're over uh, four billion now, four years later after opening that building. And so our focus on the real estate is something that you'll see is a very important part of our practice. The other thing that I think is really important uh, about HKS that's that's radically different and pointed and specifically and strategically at the situation that we're in right now is not only are we a leader in the hospitality industry working for all the most prestigious brands, but we're also uh, the lead provider to the healthcare industry. And so uh, that has really taught us how to design things that have a very high quality look, high quality feel, uh, which is the reason our buildings are known for having the finest fan experience on all levels, uh, but also allows us to understand how to create environments that are easy to clean, 
how to treat them uh, appropriate mechanically. These are some of our most, uh, I think, important learnings from being in the healthcare industry for 45 years. And so the combination of those things gives us a real powerful way to address the, the, the very real issues that we're dealing with in our industry right now around opening our venues. Yeah, and, 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 and frankly, you had a very unique distinction on this because you've been a mouthpiece uh, spokesperson in the industry as the industry has emphasized the safe stadium uh, of the future. What are some of the major focuses in this area specifically about making stadiums safer? SoFi and Globe Life Field. And uh, those two projects continue our real focus on doing two things, providing uh, more space per person uh, than previous venues. Uh, we started this kind of thinking with AT&T. AT&T is around 3 million square feet. At the time we completed AT&T, the largest NFL venue was in uh, Houston, and it was about uh, 2 million, 2.1 million square feet. This translates to two very important things. Number one, it allows you to have the space to create the preeminent uh, fan experience, and it allows you to have the back of house space to produce and host all the very unusual uh, additional entertainment events. And, and more importantly, it allows you to invent events. And as you look through SoFi, the thing that we did there that was so progressive to even our portfolio was really putting three venues under one large open air, uh, but protected from uh, rain and the elements, uh, clear roof, the kind of space in the concourses is very important to be able to make people feel comfortable coming back to events and not being crowded through three or four different entries, but having access to the venue through multiple entries and really allows us to, I think, from a continuous standpoint, host these events, all kinds of events, in a way that make people feel safe and actually make them uh, safer in our, our, new, our new world that we're all entering into now. Globe Life for a minute, talk about the sellout that, you know, happened on opening day and, and, and how you thought it came off. One of the things we've done in our venues is separate the concourses into not a single main concourse, but multiple concourses. So when you segment the population, you instantly do something that uh, creates what feels like a more intimate environment, uh, but what it also does is allow you to provide more space for people to access all the things that make that uh, fans say enhance the experience of being in our venues. And Globe Life Field does all those things. There's actually three concourses that make up uh, what people think are the main concourse. There's two below that. Uh, that accommodate the lower bowl and the main concourse becomes a basically a street, the public realm for the project. And these other larger views inside the venue show what it feels like with the roof open and with the roof closed. Those kinds of things, uh, in fact, make people feel and uh, make them safer uh, in these kinds of environments too. You can feel the breeze in this venue like we all did for opening day, and that's one of those things that makes it feel like a truly uh, outdoor ballpark, which is really one of our primary goals. You can see even with the roof closed on a couple of the images, how much light is coming through uh, the roof and the sidewalls. And then, of course, the big arched uh, 
concourse on the upper concourse. Our upper concourse goes all the way around, and you can see the amount of uh, space there. So besides being the only upper concourse to go all the way around the venue, uh, it also provides a lot of space and some really phenomenal views of, of the game itself. Brian obviously adds specific perspective with a very good vision as to what facilities can do, not just to renovate and to be a catalyst for development, but to maximize the revenue for the owners and clients as well. Let's talk about tech. Sports Tech Minute, the Epic Games, unveiled a billion-dollar funding round in giving the Fortnite creator a $28 billion valuation. The funding round includes $200 million investment from Sony, Luxor Capital, Franklin Templeton, Fidelity Investments also involved. The investment helps accelerate and work around building, connecting social experiences in Fortnite, Rocket League, Fall Guys, while empowering game developers and creators with Unreal Engine, Epic Online Services, and Epic Games. Venture Beat pegged Fortnite's 2020 revenue at $5 billion and EBITDA of a billion. In April 2020 alone, thanks to the pandemic, Fortnite revenue was estimated at $400 million, and Epic has said that in the last month or so, players worldwide spent a whopping 3.2 billion hours in the Battle Royale shooter. Just think about that. Look where we're going. The Good Sports 5, always during the pandemic, not just focusing on one issue, but many. Quarterbacks are giving back. Aaron Rodgers' 10-episode run as host of the iconic television trivia show Jeopardy. The program donated about 250000 North Valley Community Foundation, a nonprofit organization located in his hometown of Chico, California. NASCAR using the power of gaming try and make advances in the black community, striking several new alliances with schools and groups with latest diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. The moves are part of its increased attention paid in recent years to both eSports and DEI. And along with actual players and fans, the NFL is bringing a draft-a-thon to Cleveland. The experience on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and the official NFL account, Castrol working with the Rams to orchestrate a sports sponsorship cap and trade. The cleanup efforts started earlier this month in L.A. and Charlotte, the hometowns of wideout Robert Woods and Roush Fenway racer driver Ryan Newman, both Castrol sustainability ambassadors. And then in Tampa, hockey fans can sleep with the Stanley Cup for charity. Proceeds from the rental go to the Crisis Center of Tampa Bay, which focuses on suicide prevention help, crisis counseling, trauma counseling, sexual assault survivor services, and transportation services, and the Lightning Foundation. Again, really positive efforts as far as giving back and good sports is concerned. Well, that's our show for this week. We'd like to thank Brian Truby for donating his considerable visionary school skills to the effort. We'd like to thank all of those who made the show possible. I'd like to thank you for watching and listening. And join us next week when we continue to keep score. Action Images is the global multimedia sports agency of Reuters. Leagues, teams and federations around the world rely on Action Images to create, distribute and monetize their content. Action Images' global footprint means sports media expertise is never far away. For more information, visit actionimages.com.